Welcome to Daily Diary, day one of Gen Con. I am very happy to be uh, joined by a good friend, fellow Denverite, Adrian from My High Game Guys. Yeah, thanks for having me, dude. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I figured we spent a lot of time together today. <laughs> right. Go all the way across the country to hang out, uh, <laughs> as you do. Yep. All right, so the day started about 4.30 this morning. At least it did for me. I'm pretty close for you? Yeah, about 5 for me. Okay. Uh, got together because we had to uh, go get in line for media passes to get in line so we could get there early. It, it's yeah, so it, stupid. Get there early to get there early to get there early. It, yeah. Not, they allowed 90 people in for early with the VIGs, the very important gamers, the people who played $500 to get an hour advance on the on the yeah. exhibit hall. Right? Uh, people with more money than cents. Well, and I mean, they get the lounge, they get all yeah. this stuff. And if this is their vacation, then good on them. But yeah, no. <laughs> so anyway, so we had to get in line early enough to make sure we were in the first 90. Uh, I got there, I was like eighth. And Adrian got there and it was like 28th, but still plenty. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. It, I had no trouble getting in. There were plenty of the passes left. Um, we got to stand there and talk for a bit with... Efka uh, and Elaine. Efka and Elaine. From No Pun Included. Uh, Taco. Yep, Taco from SO1KS. Uh, God, I'm going to forget people now. Yeah, th uh, there were a few people who came over and talked yeah, to us. Yeah, and there nice. were a whole lot of media. I have no idea who they oh, were. Oh, man, yeah. I I'm sure it, a lot of RPG stuff and everything, but, yeah, a lot of a lot of media were there, for Ton. sure. Then they said 7 o'clock, then they said 7.30, then 7.35, then we got our press passes. Cool. So we went to go get in line with the VIGs and the other media folks. for. Uh, so this is about... About 7.45 or so, we had to get in line until 9 when they let us in to the exhibit hall. Yeah. So what did you do at that point? Uh, so once we got in the exhibit hall, I, uh, a couple of my co-hosts and friends from back in Denver had a couple of games they wanted me to pick up. Um, got the new uh, Twilight Imperium 4. Sure. So we'll get that to the table. Um, Which and, means I'll get that to the table and, yes, win. Yep. Uh, and then... Um, there's a game, and I'm drawing a blank on the name of it, one of Renegade's new releases where you're the, the book collectors. Oh, uh, uh, Ex Libris. Yes. Uh, yes. Got a copy of that for my friend Paul. Okay. And that worked out really well because they're, they're pretty much out of that now, I think. I'm not surprised. That yeah. was going to be one of the hotness at Gen Con. Uh, surprisingly, at the end of the day, uh, at about 6.20, I was still in the exhibit hall after a long day, and I saw that they still had what looked like a hundred hundreds of TI4s still in the in the Fantasy Flight booth. Yeah, now like the interesting thing for TI4, when I went over to get it, they had their big line wrapping around and then they had people coming from the booth and handing out vouchers. So we don't we don't have a copy of the game yet. We have a voucher that is good for one as long as we pick it up tomorrow by six. Yeah, when I went by tonight, I asked them about uh, Legend of the Five Ring Corset as well as TI4. And they said it's only ticketed event, uh, ticketed we can get them, and if not by Saturday, then it's first come, first serve on Saturday. Yep. So there's that. So for me, I just went around kind of networking, talking to publishers, touching base, kind of like what I did on Wednesday, but yeah. touching base with other ones that I didn't touch base with on Wednesday. And uh, basically set up meetings as well as exchange business cards, you know, as, as, as you, you do. do. Right? Uh, 
so yeah, so that was it. And then I went to film the running of the geeks. Well, no, wait, let me back up. I went to the Eagle Griffin booth because I got to pick up our Lisboa promo. Dude, that thing looks Don't, sweet. They're nice. I'm real glad I have a copy of that. Yeah, that, I, seriously though, I mean, it's all downhill from here. How do you get another promo? I mean, we already have, it's Ian Otuum, Vital Lacerda. Who else is gonna make a promo that's gonna top that combo? Ian O'Toole and Vital Lacerda for Vital Lacerda's next game. Uh, obviously, or <laughs> Alvin Viard, and but yeah, no, I I, I want to try. Right. I, so that was awesome to finally get to hold our first promo. Sent a before I tweeted out or did anything, I sent a text to Amanda to show her because I feel like that was a. Oh yeah, definitely. And then uh, she said she actually cried a little bit when she saw it because oh, that's really cool. That, dude. Yeah, that's huge. So anyway, after that, then I went to go film the running of the geeks, which is the opening of the doors of Gen Con. There are literally thousands of people out there. Yeah. Have you seen Brandon's tweet, the picture from uh, outside? No, I, no. Oh, oh, yes, I did. It's just a sea of humanity. It was nuts. I was wondering with them selling out this year, if it would feel more crowded than it did last year with 61, 62,000. Oh, yeah. It feels way more crowded than oh, it did last it? year. Okay. Yeah, for sure. At the same time, I didn't ever feel, I'll be honest, Saturday at Essen felt way more congested than it did here. Oh yeah. It would take you an hour to go across a couple of halls sometimes. Oh. It, it, it was just stupid. Uh, so I imagine Saturday's going to be busier. Yeah, I would think so. But as it is, yeah, it wasn't bad. I, I mean, it was busy, but it wasn't, oh my God, will you people get out of my way busy? So, you know, whatever. Right. After that, I went to the Capstone Games booth and I have never in my life experienced a booth that busy. Obviously, I was on the inside of this, not really doing anything with selling the games, which the climbers was flying off the shelves, yeah. as was the Roarse. That was cool to see. But I had 61 shirts I brought with me. I have 14 left. Oh, wow. And that, that was awesome. So I was meeting listeners and viewers, fans, whatever, left and right the entire day and just couldn't have been better, man. It really, really couldn't have. Yeah, I know when I stopped by to talk to you for a little bit over there and check out all the stuff Capstone has, I was blown away that like I couldn't hardly get a word in with you before somebody else was up there shaking your hand. Like, dude, I love the show. I love the podcast. I love the streams. It's, like, uh, yeah, it's people were geeking out. Yeah, like, you're it, right. it was so cool. And the funny thing, what people don't realize is I get as much out of that, if not more, than they do because it's it's people showing appreciation for your hard work. Yeah. I mean, I. It feels when, great. When people do it with you, it's yeah. the same thing, right? So it never gets old. It never gets, oh, yeah, it's another person. Hell no, dude. I My goal is to make them feel like the most important person in the world when we're talking. And, yeah, dude, it's it's amazing. It well, really is. Because they are. Because without them, then what we're doing doesn't matter. Exactly, right? Why the hell are we right. doing this otherwise? <laughs> so I spent most of the day at the Capstone Games booth. Although I did walk around a little bit. Uh, I introduced Efka to a couple of folks, which was cool. He did, he reciprocated and did that for me. Um, I had a really, really interesting conversation with Ted Allsback oh, yeah. uh, Bezier. Yeah. First off, I asked him, so obviously, you know, things are going great. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I told him congrats on the success because obviously he's, 
It seems like he's printing money with the Castles of Mad King Ludwig series and all that. Uh -huh. And I asked him, I said, you know, I know it's not going to happen, but I really wish he would go back to uh, create some more Age of Steam maps. I said, but then again, I understand you like money and these don't make any of that. So I get that. And he said, to be honest with you, kind of burn out a little bit on it. Um, huh. He played so many hundreds of games at Age of Steam. He recently played one. He's like, yeah, it doesn't hold the same appeal as it used to. That's too bad. It is, but also I can totally understand that because he made a ton of maps for it. Also talked a lot about uh, Whistle Stop. Uh, J.C. Lawrence actually got some discussion in there from his end, which cracked me up. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so it was a pretty cool, pretty cool conversation. And actually um, he agreed to sit down for... Uh, one of the conversations with Heavy Cardboard during September. So nice. Looking forward to that. That'll be good. Uh, other than that, uh, stopped by Tasty Minstrel. I saw Lance or Undead Viking yeah. and got a big bear hug from him. Um, yeah, just ran into a bunch of people. And it just today was all about people and selling shirts and celebrating the promo for me. So how about you? I, yeah. After the hall like, really opened. Uh, it was kind of the same. I had a couple interviews and stuff. Uh, just checking out some things. Most of the stuff I did today was was real laid back. We didn't have our audio equipment. It was coming in the van from Denver that got here like four o'clock this oh, afternoon. Oh, okay, sure, so, sure. So we have more of our stuff like that scheduled later. Um, but yeah, this was one of my like laid back walk around, check out the vendor hall. I was like just wandering around and seeing what weird thing I'm going to see over there that I don't expect to see. Uh, and then I actually got to go over and I taught a. Uh, a new player food chain magnate over on the field at Lucas Oil Stadium. Which that's that's surreal, right? Yeah. I mean, oh man, you're in the middle of a you know however many seventy five thousand seats or whatever. Probably it is at least at at where where the Indianapolis Colts play, and yeah, let's just play a board game yeah. at the forty yard line. Yeah, and you, you walk in through the main doors, and you're up at, uh, looking down into the stadium, and there's just tables all over the place, and people playing games. Then we're down there playing. It's like, man, could you imagine if this didn't? Stands were full cheering for us playing a board game. So we went on a tangent about that. But um, but food chain went really well. I narrowly pulled out a second. I was in third for most of the game and then right at the end got some points. So but, you said you taught it, though, yeah. right? So hashtag good teacher, you didn't win. Correct. All right. All right, well, good. he didn't either, though, because it was a first-time player. No, 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 food totally. <laughs> but at least you didn't win. Right. Because all, that always – I hate when I win a game that I taught new players. I'm like – Wow, I obviously did yeah. a really poor job. But good news, Uli does not have that problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you were busting him so bad. Uh, more on that in a little yeah. bit. Um, but he liked it, and that was the big thing. you know. So awesome. another convert to uh, Splatter and Food Chain. So, yeah, it's awesome. Cool. Um, they also have a museum over there in Luke, uh, on the field, and it's because this is the 50th year of Gen Con, they have – uh, like the guest book from the very first Gen Con. And they have like some stuff from early, like rough drafts of D&D before it was published. Yeah. Like I'm not into D&D, but I respect what it represents. And dude, that's just, I mean, that's literally priceless for, for that. Oh, for the hobby, yeah, it's right? huge. Um, you know, just knowing where this started, you know, in Gary Gygax's basement yep. and then, growing to what it is now and what it represents for gaming, you know, here in North America, that's huge. Yeah, it's yeah, it's really kind of surreal a little yeah, bit. Yeah, definitely going to take time to go through that museum yep, later. you and me both. So what else? Um, so then that was that was more or less it. Uh, it took a little bit of time to grab some food, uh, had a couple drinks, and then 
came over here to meet up with you guys uh, for this evening. Cool. So, so you said you wanted to, you walked around to see what weird stuff or cool stuff that you would see that you always do. Is there anything in particular that stood uh, out? Nothing that that particularly jumped out at me uh, so far. There's still so much more of that vendor hall I need to need to go check out. Um, I did get to play out uh, infection. The thing infection at Outpost 31, which. I was one who was kind of on my radar just because I love the old 1980s movie, The Thing. Okay. Uh, and this is very much based on that. But overall, it's a pretty standard hidden deduction, social deduction, hidden role game. And that's just not my breadbasket. So yeah. that, right. cool. that was probably the neatest thing that I, I forgot that was here. And they had a, a demo of it. It's not available yet, but okay. got to play All it. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't think there's anything really... Well, that's just bizarre. Or wow, hey, I didn't expect. Not yet, but I, tomorrow I'm gonna spend more more time walking around, so hopefully yeah. be able to do that. After the dealer hall closed, I met up with Sweater Mike. So it's like a Denver reunion <laughs> stuff, which is weird. But uh, so Sweater Mike's been spending the whole summer in Iowa, and so he and I coordinated to have dinner tonight, and we had it at the High Velocity, which is the same place I had dinner last night. And Clay joined us as well as uh, uh, Chris, who is working Capstone Games booth, and yeah. a couple of Sweater Mike's uh, friends from Iowa and, and I think Kentucky. Anyway, had a great dinner, catching up, and just just being with friends. I mean, right. ultimately, that's the most important thing out of all of this. Had really good food. Then moseyed on over to the Courtyard Marriott, which is my hotel, which is where we coordinated with Uli Blenemann, Spielworks. Yep. And uh, his buddy Christoph, who they're real good friends with, and Christoph works at the ADC Blackfire booth in Essen for ADC. And Uli was uh, going to show off his new game. And earlier today, uh, Uli was around, and you were around. I introduced you to. And I was like, yeah. hey, we're going to play tonight. Would you like to join us? And you were a little indifferent on that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> to say you completely misread me if you thought I was no, indifferent. No, Maybe no. stunned silence. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so you want to talk about the game? Go yeah. It, so, um, um, yeah, it's called Kalimala, and you're cloth merchants in like the 14th, 15th century. This is going to be coming out from ADC Blackfire at Spiel. Okay. Yeah. And you know the like you talked about the main actions you're taking aren't anything revolutionary. It's, it's uh, goods conversion. You're yep, turning yep. wood into ships and buildings and things like that. But really, what's really interesting is how you choose what actions you're going to take. They're laid out on a grid of nine, and you place between them and then take the two on the other side. But then the pieces stack. So when you place there and then somebody places on top of you, they take the action, and then you get to take it again. Yep. All, everything in the stack then follows through and redoes all the actions. So if you have a couple of discs in a stack, you get to take multiple actions yeah. of both things on both sides. Um, which led to some really interesting combos and like trying to set up the board so that other people would would kick off and give you extra, basically extra turns. Right. Uh, and then they had a really interesting scoring mechanism where there's basically 15 different scoring tiles that get randomized, the order of them. And every time a t stack gets to four, the bottom one kicks out and activates the next scoring thing in the row. Which is just area majority of the all the cities there in, in uh, Renaissance Europe. Yeah. You know, what goods you've give, you've donated the, to building the cathedrals or just different things like that. Um, that was, it was really good. 
I was very, very, very pleasantly surprised. Uli actually ran us through a teaching of it. We didn't have time to play it, but a teaching of it at the house. And I was like, oh, dude, that's really kind of pretty clever. Yeah. I was like, okay. And he was like, don't worry about it. We'll play it while it's uh, at Gen Con. So cool. So we came by the booth today. We coordinated this. The four of us played it. Clay came over. And he was like, man, I'm real tired. And next thing you know, 45 minutes, he's still sitting there watching us play it. Right. And we're all just cutting up. Uli's talking mad trash to me. <laughs> so I'm busting back on him. And just just an awesome time. Yeah, really, it was really great. Cool. Nice thing about this game, he taught it, what, seven, eight minutes total. And we were yeah. playing and had no questions the entire game. Yeah, and then, and then it played in hour and 20 minutes maybe yep it was and that's with three new players yeah um you know but it still had all the things we look for in games it had really interesting decisions and complex points where you're trying to decide which way you want to go and then later on having to shift on the fly because somebody did something you don't expect yep which pretty much checks all the boxes right, right. so i would say it's it's a solid midweight game but it's surprisingly thinky yeah. You know, you're like, oh, you put a disc here, you take both actions, boom, done. Really easy, right? And then trigger any discs that are below you. But, yeah, really pleasantly surprised. And I one play, so take that with a grain of salt. But even with all the other releases that I played from ADC Blackfire, including Croftwagon and all the others, personally, I think this is the best game from ADC Blackfire thus far. I think this is the first one I've played from ADC Blackfire, but... You know, if this is indicative of their other work, then, then yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then hearing you say that you think it's one of the better ones out there for them. Yeah, spot on. Yep. So looking forward to picking up a copy at Essen for sure. Uh, yeah. So after that, then we said goodnight to everybody. Came out here to record. Yeah, here we are. Uh, I'm going to go uh, drool into my pillow. Really excited to be able to sleep in tomorrow. <laughs> um, I think at this point, I'm... I'm heading back over to the stadium. Uh, they're playing some games over there. I'm not going to be playing anything. Yeah. We go, I'm we go, looking at my watch. It's 11 o'clock. I'm like, yep, we, it's con season. Yep, we go hard at the con. Um, they're playing Wasteland Express over there. Uh, the game itself doesn't super interest me, but um, I've heard pretty cool things, so I'm going to go over there and watch them, check out what they're going, doing. And then if there's anybody standing around who's not playing anything, I'm going to be pulling the climbers back out because that is that's so far been my favorite game of the con. I've already played it like four times today, so. Awesome, man. Yeah, I've played that game. I, I think, honestly, that's my most played game of anything, including Crokinole, including anything else since I've been in this hobby. And, I mean, I've been, I've been pre not preaching, but I've been shouting from the rooftops how great the Climbers is for years. Yeah. So when, when Clay picked that up, uh, I was like, this is going to be a monster hit, and it, it is not – Flying out the shelves. Yeah, it is not disappointing in that respect. So I'm happy to see it both for Clay, but also to get people playing. Not what, not only is an amazing game, but truly, for me, the best thinky filler on the market. Period. Yeah. And that's something I'm always looking for more of. You know, you know a little bit about my gaming at the at the bar and stuff. And so finding a game that can play in a reasonable time frame, but still has got some good decisions and. And it's just fun. And you can, this is a, a perfect game to be able to play at a brewery or a bar or whatever. Because yeah. you don't have to be able to converse a whole lot. And the rules are like that. Yeah. 
And an errant beer isn't going to mess that game up. It's a bunch of wooden blocks. Right. Seriously. Okay. Let me wipe that off. Right. All right. Problem solved. So. All right, guys. So that is day one of three here at Gen Con. So, uh, Adrian, thanks for joining me. Dude, thanks for having me. It's yeah. been a blast. Oh, this is, this is awesome, man. I'm having a way better time than I expected to, and it has absolutely shit to do with the games. It has everything to do with the people, man. There you go. That's what counts. Yep. All right, guys. I'll catch you all tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, from Gen Con, Edward, Adrian, catch you all later. See ya.